Hello and welcome to the WWE vs AEW podcast. This is your Wrestle Kingdom 15 night one recap show. We're going to talk my thoughts on the show and more in this episode from the WWE vs AEW podcast. Um, so yeah, that's it. Night one is in the books. I've finally got done watching it. Um, I woke up this morning, UK time, half past six in the morning. It is. It was about minus three outside. Really, normally my working day, I work for myself, is about what eight till three, something like that, eight till two. Um, so I thought I'd give myself the morning off and. I'm sat there thinking, do you know what? I'm working outside for like four or five hours, whatever. Ah, I should be there. I shouldn't be sat watching Japanese wrestling. So I'm 20 minutes in. And I thought, do you know what? I was watching the um, Hiromo ELP match. Hiromu ELP match that I just thought. I'm going to have to go to work here. Um, so yeah, I went to work. And I've just... I got back from work about 2 p.m. Uh, avoided all the spoilers and watched the full show back and I've just finished it now and I'm straight on to recording. Big news coming out of the show was Kota Ibushi for the first time became the IWGP heavyweight champion. He is um, the double champion for the first time. Okada beat Will Ospreay in a great match. They were both great matches. The double main event was really, really good main event. Um, we'll run through the show from top to bottom. Upcoming, we'll just talk about those big two matches. I mean, for me, for me, I was just saying that um, the double main event at last year's Tokyo Dome on night one was Okada versus Ibushi, which people saw as a match of the year contender. I myself wasn't as big a fan as many people um, of that match. It was really good, but I wasn't quite as high on it as everyone else. And it was Naito versus Jay White, which was okay. It wasn't like a great match. Whereas this year, the double main event from this year, that was better than last year's. And that was with a crowd. So every credit to the four people and Gato involved in the two ma- the two double main events. The, the main event matches, they were they were phenomenal. I mean I will get into it. I don't you know what. Do you know what? We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll get into it. But Os- Osprey against the Bushi was uh, Osprey against um, Okada was so hard hitting. It was that that match didn't miss a crowd for me at all. Really, uh, maybe the last minute of the match they missed the crowd, but you could hear everything that was thrown. You could hear Osprey talking. Um, you could hear B on the outside talking. It was it was a phenomenal match. Um, the main the main event that was amazing. I do think that would have been even better with a crowd going crazy for those near falls. Um, but yeah, so tomorrow is going to be Ibushi defending against Jay White. So that is your big main event for tomorrow. Um, Hiromu won the match against ELP. That is where we're going to start with our review of this show. Um, and Hiromu um, is going to be facing Ishimori in the. Semi semi main event of tomorrow's show. So Wrestle Kingdom night one, January fourth, twenty twenty one. No longer twenty twenty. Um, I was making the brew this morning, the vanilla latte, as and as as the battle royal was coming to its conclusion, and the final four were Yano, um, Chase Owens, um, Bushi, and Far- was it Bushi um, and Farley in the final four. Yano basically, um, Yano came to the ring. To win the match during his entrance because it was the final form, final four. Um, but then the great put me in a good mood this morning. Actually, was the tune for Wrestle Kingdom 
the the crazy scientist looking guy in old Carter in that music video. Um, I'm I will do my best to get that in the show at some point. And show opens up Kevin Kelly saying that it's January fourth. You know what that means, as he said that he will be doing on Twitter. Um, that was a nice touch to Brody Lee. And the opening contest was Hiromu um, against ELP with the winner going on to face Ishimori um, tomorrow night. And for me, it was... I, I was saying this before, I feel like the flippy matches don't really come off as well without a crowd. Compared to like the hard-hitting the hard matches don't necessarily need the crowd as much. Look at Walter against Dragonoff. Yeah, that's an example. That was fine without a crowd, possibly even better without a crowd. But with the flips and the craziness, you really do need a crowd. And this match was severely hurt, more than anything else on the show, by not having a crowd. Um, honestly, I didn't think the match even... I don't think it would have been a great match even if it had a crowd, but it would have been better than it was. Um, ELP took... Um, a big chunk of this match, probably 80, 80 to 85% of this match. We had um, Hiromu kicking out of a Styles Clash. Um, ELP went for, um, he was doing the Kenny Omega, what was it, the Phantom is Rising spot. Um, he goes for the One Winged Angel, so he's paying homage to all the former Bullet Club guys. Um, but, yeah, Hiromu just counters the CR2 and hits the bridge for the win. It was pretty much out of nowhere at the match finish. I was like, oh, is that it? Um, I think that was when I decided to go to work and turn the show off. But yeah, it was it was a decent match, but it was nowhere near the type of blow-away match we used to expect him from Hiromu. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it was there. I think the opening match of Wrestle Kingdoms, they never, like, really these two could probably go out there and you'd say have a four-and-a-half star match, a classic. But... Much like Osprey against Ibushi from two years ago, they're never going to do that in the opening match. They don't lay it out for it to be like that, and this match was pretty much like that. Um, I am going to tell you my star ratings for these matches, um, just to give you a rough idea of my overall thoughts. So I went three and a quarter stars on this. Um, it was good, but it wasn't as good as many, would have, including myself, would have hoped. So Romy wins in a pretty good match, but nothing special. Um, next, we had the IWGP Tag Team Championships on the line. G.O.D. Um, challenged Zack Sabre and Taichi. Um, G.O.D. won the World Tag League last month, um, beating Finley, Finley and Juice Robinson in the final. Um, I'll tell you one thing, flipping out. G.O.D., yeah, the one, two things they had going for them, right? Great theme music. Love the theme music, right? Tamatonga's hair was great. He looked like a greasy, horrible heel. Now, he's clean cut, and he just, it's like they've cut all the charisma off him. He was the the, the one full of charisma. Tangaloa doesn't really have anything going for him, whereas Tamatonga, though he wasn't the best wrestler, he did always have his charisma, and it, he just looks, he just looks like a random guy you'd see in an NXT squash match. He is, he, he should never have got rid of that hair, but, yeah. The match itself was one of the best Gorillas of Destiny's matches I've ever seen. I thought it was great, to be honest. Really, really good, at least. Um, Zack Zach Sabre was great in this match. Taichi was really good, and they really carried G.O.D. to one of the best matches you're likely to see. Um, Sabre was particularly on fire in this match, but 
yeah, Sabre and Taichi are looking re- both of them looking really good. Um, they go on to lose the match to G.O.D. G.O.D. seven-time champions. I couldn't believe when Kevin Kelly said that. Seven-time tag team champions. That just shows how shit the tag division in uh, New Japan can be at times. Um, but the ma- going into the match, the highlight of the match was the spot where Zach's on the top rope. Taichi's like got a submission uh, on someone in the ring, on one of the Tongans in the ring. And you just hear Zach for ages going, Taichi, Taichi, get your ass over here. I don't even need to put an accent because he's English, although he's a bit more well-spoken than me. Um, but he's going, he, get your ass over here. It's the fucking Tokyo Dome. Screaming, it's the fucking Tokyo Dome. And um, yeah, Zach and Taichi hit the Tower of Doom suplex on one of the Tongans. Can't remember which one because now they're hard to separate because they both look bland. And we had some really exciting near falls towards the end of this match. And just I was thinking, wow. This is it. We're getting our first great match of the night at Wrestle Kingdom. It just took away from everything. Um, is it Giardo distracts the ref and they fucking use that stupid glove to win the match. And yeah, fuck off with the interference. A really negative, negative end to what was a really good, well-worked match. Um, so yeah, left a sour taste in the mouth. And the thing is, it doesn't put heat on G.O.D. It puts heat on New Japan because I'm sick of these interferences in matches, especially with these. But hey just the way that it seemed to work i went three and a half stars on this match would have gone higher if it weren't for the shitty finish really enjoyed this one thought it was well worth thought zach in particular looked fantastic um next we had kenta versus kojima originally it was supposed to be kenta versus juice robinson and but juice robinson suffered a broken orbital bone bad one there um so yeah this is a briefcase match for the u.s title and the US champion Moxley appears on the screen. And um, he looked like he was in the building where they film New Japan Strong from. And he says he's the boogeyman and he's coming for the winner. So, yeah, an appearance from Moxley. And, yeah, looks like Moxley Kenner is coming. So, it looks like I've given away the winner of that match. But I think we all knew that Kenner was going to win. Um, it was good. It got more time than you would have thought. Um, probably would it being only a six-match card. Got more time than you would have perhaps thought, and it would have got on a normal Wrestle Kingdom. I think it went, I don't know, just over 15 minutes maybe. It was hard-hitting. I thought both men did look good. Um, it was a bit of fuckery with the briefcase on the outside. But apart from that, I thought it was a pretty pretty good match. Um, it, it was nothing special. They just worked a really good New Japan hard-hitting type match, and it was fine. It was fine. Um, Kenta won the match with a pretty tame-looking GTS, um, but I suppose he has injured people in the past with that. But yeah, this was a good match. I think I went 3.25, three and a quarter stars on this. It was good. It was fine. Um, and yeah, and that took us into the half-time interval. Um, Chris Charlton promises we're going to get a big announcement on this interval. I'm not sure if it was that big. We just got eight seconds of New Japan is coming to your TV in the US and the UK. And that was it. So yeah, cheers for that one, Chris. I sat through, did a fast forwarding through the, through like the uh, cleaning and sanitizing of the ring. I sat and watched 15, 20 minutes of this, waiting for this big announcement. Um, but yeah, so we come back and we get Tanahashi versus the Great Okan. It still sounds sickening saying that out loud. Tanahashi, the ace, the man who always has one of the best matches at the Dome is facing the great Okan. It was a ridiculous choice, as I spoke to one, if you listen to our preview show on Saturday night. Ridiculous choice of opponent for Tanahashi. Okan is mediocre at best, and I'm being generous on that. 
Um, I don't mind having Tanahashi against new talent. Do you know what I mean? He faced new. He faced Jay, Jay White the other year at Wrestle Kingdom, and people were annoyed enough about that. And Jay White is five times more talented than the Great Okan. Um, but it's, you sat there and you're thinking, Tanahashi, you got Great Okan in a big, prominent position on a Wrestle Kingdom, and he's shit. And you've got Suzuki and Ishii, who are so suited to this clap crowd environment. And what, what, I think Ishii, I'm not sure what Suzuki did. I'm pretty sure I heard that Ishii was in the opening battle royal. It's a bit of a disgrace, really. Suzuki and Ishii should be on these fucking cars. They're, they were great. They were great last year. Great. And instead, what's the reward? Nothing. Not a fan of that. Suzuki and Ishii. Do you know what I mean? We're not saying we want them to be world champions. We're saying give them a singles match. Give them something to do on Wrestle Kingdom. But, hey, run over, run over. Um, the match itself, Tanahashi dragged the great old Kong kicking and screaming to a decent match. I, I can't see anyone else getting a better match out of the great old Kong. It was all Tanahashi. It was all Tanahashi that made everything good. Every time the Great Okan's getting any any offence with his stupid screaming, I'm cringing, I'm sighing, I'm thinking, get this guy off my TV. And yeah, not a fan at all. No offence to the bloke, but yeah. They're making out like Tanahashi's about 60 years old as well. I'm sure he's about the same age, if not younger than AJ Styles. But whatever. Um, I like the touch where they had it where Tanahashi couldn't skim the cat. At the start of the match, making out that hey, maybe he can't do it anymore. But then eventually he manages to do it like five, ten minutes later. There's the spot. And I'm thinking, I was saying on the previous show, Tanahashi's going to lose and turn heel. The chair, I don't know where this chair came from. The Great Okan brought it in, but it was sat on, ring, uh, like on the ring. I'd, have still, I'd love to know how that chair got there. Um, but it, Tanahashi picks the chair up. And you think, oh, is he going to use it? Is he going to use it? But no. He throws the chair down. He hits two high fly flows. And yeah. Tanahashi wins this match. Not sure why we needed it. They, they want to get the great Okan over. I'm not sure why because he's not good enough. Um, he really is not good enough. Um, and yeah, the story is that Tanahashi isn't quite done yet. I just wish he'd have had a better opponent to show it with. Hmm. I wonder if Tanahashi might. Maybe Tanahashi has a match with Ibushi. We've not thought of that. Maybe Tanahashi Ibushi um, in one of these new beginning shows coming up before we get the. Ibushi Okada feud that I think we're all expecting at this moment in time. But yeah, match, I gave it three stars. Um, as I say, I doubt Great Okada will ever have a higher singles match and this. Maybe I'm wrong, but just can't see it. Can't see it at all. So Tanashi wins, thank God. Not sure why we needed the Great Okada as his opponent when there was loads of choices you could have instead. But they must see something in the Great Okada. Next, we have the first of the double main event, Okada versus Will Ospreay. Two of the top five best wrestlers in the world. Um, Will Ospreay is now what? Big, he's calling himself what, the kingpin of the Commonwealth or something. Um, we had a nice little video package. Um, a great entrance for Osprey. Um, it's him and B are sat in like a cellar uh, watching Okada's greatest moments on a TV. And then Will Ospreay smashes the TV to bits. Osprey comes out to his new theme and it breaks my heart we don't get elevated anymore. Breaks my heart, really does. But um, we get a moment here which was I felt pretty like sad, really. Okada comes out, right, and he takes off his uh, whatever, and he got rid of the trunks. He got rid of the the trunks, and he's back to shorts. And I was just sat there thinking, oh my god, two years ago, 
the pop he got when he did that against Jay White, and it was just silence here. You could see the look on his face. He was like, yeah, that's a bit different. It was just sad. I thought, wow, that would have got a monster pop if um, there would have been fans. Well, there was fans. They just, for some reason, can't react. They're, they're, they're allowed to like sit next to each other. They're basically sat on each other's knees, but they can't shout. Do you know what I mean? That'd be wrong. Um, but hey. Um, so yeah, the first 20 minutes felt like five. When they announced 20 minutes, I was like, what? How, how are we on 20 minutes? It flew by. Um, and the match, it was so hard hitting. The two brought incredible aggression to the match. And we just got some great spots. We got Osprey putting Okada through the thinnest of announce tables you will ever see. Um, I liked how they got over also that Osprey wasn't willing to take the count out victory. He's a heel, but he wants that win over Okada. So I did like that. It would have been easy to have the, you know what I mean, the heel. I'm glad that Osprey isn't going to be like this cowardly heel, like a JY or something. He is not willing to take the count out victory. Um... But yeah, there were just some great spots. And I'm not, I'm not this isn't a podcast where I'm going to read through, oh, we did this move and then he did this move, as so I've said time. But there was some nice little moments in the match. Um, he went for a stormbreaker on the apron. That got counted into a tombstone on the apron. I just said I'm not going to read through the moves, and that's exactly what I'm doing. But um, I don't know. It was, it, it was just, a, he had the money clipping. There was just, it, it. I just thought it was, I, I can't, I loved this match. It was absolutely perfect. Um, for me, I think it, it possibly would have been better in the final like minute, but you could hear everything. You could hear everything, all the punches, the stiffness, the talking to each other. Um, I think I'm not, I don't think Osprey kicked out of the uh, Rainmaker, but the the Rainmaker that ends the match it literally took Osprey's head off. Literally, it was a great rainmaker, and I think the match went almost 40 minutes. And it was just, I'm not going to run through everything that happened in the match, but it was just, it was great. Osprey looks great. He looked like a main eventer. And Okada, this was an, this was a top-class Okada Wrestle Kingdom match at the Tokyo Dome. It was fantastic. And I, to me, it's no surprise that Okada did win this match. Um, it was right for the feud, but I just didn't feel like this is... I don't feel like this is Osprey's moment to beat Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. I know he won the match um, like in the G1, but I think these two, what well, Okada's 32, Osprey's what, 28, something like that. I think these two are going to meet at Wrestle Kingdoms down the road, for sure. And um, this is going to be a laughing. Okada, they'll probably have a title match where Okada might win. And then, say in four or five years, Osprey will eventually get that win over Okada at a Wrestle Kingdom. Um, but it de- this match definitely helped elevate, pardon the pun, um, Osprey up the card. But uh, one thing I did notice at the end, Okada, he signals a one, as if to say one, one more time, yeah? Points at the ring, so he goes one, points at the ring, and then he puts his hand to his ear. So he's basically saying, we're going to do this again in this ring, in the Tokyo Dome, in front of fans, when they can actually make some noise. Um, well, that's what I took from it anyway, and I'm positive we will see Okada versus Osprey at the Tokyo Dome at some point and I will be doing my utmost best to make sure that I'm there for it but yeah great great match Okada gets the win I think it was the right choice I think Okada like we've spoken about is going to be heading up and facing um Ibushi or whoever's champion probably Ibushi um for the IWGP heavyweight title I think they might hold it off to Dominion um 
but yeah great it, it, it was a great match i'm not going to run through it all because that's not what i do on the podcast but definitely go and check out an early match of the year contender and i was like yes at least we can have these wrestle kingdom quality matches when the crowd can't make any noise um so yeah i was on a high after this match and then we get bushi versus naito and i thought they've got a big job topping this this is for the double title um i'll be honest i wasn't that hyped going in to this match or into with a story or anything but the pageantry of wrestle kingdom the excitement i had from the previous match by the time they was coming out to the ring i was on the edge of my seat excited for this uh, rocky romero had a great line where he said the doctor's here behind us because of these two psychopaths which made me laugh um the first five minutes they started off really slow yeah they start off slow and they've got a uh, so Naito's got him in a headlock and I thought, oh, maybe maybe they're going like an hour here or something. Maybe they'll do the time limit draw, head to a triple threat match. No. As soon as I'm thinking that, they're on the outside, overhead suplex um, from Naito to Ibushi on the ramp and we're off. We're off at the races. Ten minutes in, we've got Naito landing on his head from a clothesline um, on the ring apron. We get that amazing moment where they, I thought they was teasing doing the spot where Ibushi banged his head at a Dominion 18 months ago. But um, it was like Ibushi leaped up, head scissors off the apron onto the floor, and the leap from Ibushi was it was a great moment. With I'm not going to run through moods; it's not this sort of podcast. As I'm about to tell you, night oh hit a poison rana to Ibushi. Um, we had Ibushi kicking out of a Destino. We got for me one of the moments of the match. Kevin Kelly was excellent, and the other commentators in this, the punching each other, punching each other, the making loads of noise. And this is going back and forth. It's great. I don't know if you can hear that. I'm flipping out. I'm talking about Bushi Night or Wrestle Kingdom in a great match. And some dickhead outside my flat is playing music. Um, but yeah, the, if you didn't hear that, I didn't even need to mention it. it I, sometimes I'll mention that and I think I bet it didn't even pick up. Um, but yeah, so I'm back to this. The, the moment where the punch and scream in each other, the commentators fall quiet and it's just going back and forth in this silent arena. These two are stealing the show at Wrestle Kingdom and they're just trading blows back and forth. It was a moment that I won't forget. I thought it was absolutely... It was an eerie moment. It's not one that you're probably going to get to see again um, because the crowd will be making noise. That's one of the benefits, If I know there's not many, of not having a crowd that makes noise. You can hear every shot. Um, but yeah, we get in the, the, these two are just they're just kicking out of each other's finishes. There was one point where I'm thinking, Night, oh, you've just you've just been hit by your second Kamagoye, and you just up. You're not selling anything. But as wrestling fans were taught to suspend our disbelief, um, and yeah, so they both kicked out. I think Ibushi kicked out of two Destinos. Night, or kicked out of two um. Kamagoyes, but I'm thinking it's over, and I'm thinking, wow, the crowd would be going crazy at these finisher kickouts. But the match comes to an end. Ibushi hits a mid-air knee, and then he just rushes, runs up to Naito, and hits that third Kamagoy. The crowd go, oh, and Ibushi is your double champion. What a match. Classic match. Um, I was thinking, are these matches going to have the... Do you know what I mean? In five, ten years, are we going to want to go back and rewatch these matches or not? Because like, it's going to be like from a sad time where there's no crowd making noise. But this match for me was fucking brilliant. Probably the best Ibushi Naito match I've seen. I was there live for the match at MSG. This was better than that one. I think it was better than the match at Dominion 2019. And they, did, they had quite a few matches in that year. Um, but yeah, I think this is the best match that I've seen from the two. 
Um, obviously, it does help when you've got them trading finishes in the last five minutes, if that's what you're into. But yeah, great match. I was loving it. And I love the bit where Ibushi was like dead on the mat for like a minute or two. And he goes for the cover. And then it's like he realizes one while he's got the cover on. The referee's telling him, you've won, you don't need to cover him. It was a great moment when Ibushi realizes that he's won. Thought it was a nice little touch. And um, I do think this match would have been probably match of the year for this year. I know it's only early, we're four, four days into it, but I do think it was... I think this match would have been a five-star match, I'll be honest, with a crowd going crazy for those near falls. I really, really strongly believe that. And um, we get a great moment at the end when Naito hands the belt to Ibushi, then raises his hands. Really great moment. But JY sort of ruins it at the end. He comes out, cuts a promo, says Ibushi's not the real champion. His reign will last for one night. And Ibushi... He says that he's going to finish Jay tomorrow and thanks the crowd for coming. And Wrestle Kingdom 15, night one, goes off there with Ibushi stood on the stage with raising both belts as fireworks hit the Tokyo sky. So yeah, great ending, great double main event, great show. Do you know what I mean? That's it. If you, if you, no matter what happens really before, if your main event delivers and if your semi-main event delivers like that, it's a great show. Absolutely fantastic. I wish I could have been there for Ibushi versus Naito. I think I went I went 4.75, four and three quarter stars on Okada Osprey, and I went four and three quarter stars on Ibushi Naito. Um, my match of the night, though, is narrowly Ibushi Naito. Just a um, great match. Classic match. Yeah. Absolutely great. So, yeah. Really good show. So tomorrow we'll go on to tomorrow's card. Quickly give you a quick little. We we already previewed it on Saturday night show, and um, but I'll just quickly run through the card. We've got the uh, King of Pro Wrestling four way match, um, to open the show. Second match we've got Kanemaru and Desperado, and um, defending against Wattle and Taguchi. Um, Shingo Takagi versus Jeff Cobb. Um, we're relying on that to be a good match. As said, um, Sonada versus Evil. Sonata versus Evil. Hmm. That's going to be really interesting to see if they can deliver. Hopefully, there's not much fuckery in that one. Uh, Ishimori is going to defend the Junior Heavyweight Championship against um, Hiromu. And then the main event is Jay White versus Ibushi. So, as we've said, the, the matches tomorrow are not quite there in terms of... Do you know what I mean? They're not... I can't really see... I'm struggling to see where the actual... F- great match is going to come from but do you know what I mean that Cobb Shingo could be great could be like we say if Jeff Cobb pulls his finger out Ishimori versus Hiromu they've had classic matches before but will that style work in front of a crowd will it 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 can do but it didn't on night one for me it didn't in night one in that big old building the Hiromu versus uh, ELP match for me didn't quite deliver um, but, do you know what I mean, these two have great chemistry, maybe Hiromu was saving himself for night two, and then Ibushi J. White, these two had that classic, well, no, for me it wasn't a classic, it was a very good G1 final, they've had other good matches along the way, so they could deliver, but with J. White you just never quite know what you're going to get, great character, good worker, um, but is he, is he, is he capable of going out there and giving us the four and a half star plus match that the other big hitters in New Japan are capable of doing. We will see. We'll see tomorrow. 
the pressure is on that he's in the main event at Wrestle Kingdom. And he needs to go out there and do what Will Ospreay's done. Will Ospreay is going to be chasing Jay White's spot in real life and in storyline, yeah? And <laughs> Jay White needs to go out there and deliver an Ospreay-level match. And whether he will or not, that we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, there's a lot... <laughs> It's looking, for me, I think what might happen. I think, I can't see past Ibushi retaining the belt. At first, I thought Jay White, like when we did the previous show, but I just think everything, it's Ibushi's week. This is Ibushi. This is Ibushi's time. Ibushi should retain the belt. I think we're going to get interference. Unfortunately, I don't want to see it, but we are going to get interference from Bullet Club. It might start, um, do you know what I mean? Both sides of Bullet Club feuding with each other. Um, I do think that's what's going to happen. I do think... I mean, for me, if Jay White wins, where do we go? Where do we go? To Jay White versus Okada? Sin that. I think the way to go is you have Ibushi. He can, like, go on. Ibushi as champion can go on. Have a few successful defences against, say, Zack Sabre Jr. Against Ataichi. They had a great match in the, um, well, a very highly praised match in the G1. Um, And then he can go on to face Okada at a Dominion. Yeah. Bullet Club, they'll implode. Bacon feud with each other. I think that will probably definitely happen, if not tomorrow at New Year's Dash. And then we've got ready made. We've got Shingo, Jeff Cobb, yeah? Shingo's LIJ. Jeff Cobb's the Empire, yeah? I think you might even see both parties. Maybe Osprey. Osprey and, um, what's he called? Great O'Conn all can come out, try and help Jeff Cobb. Maybe Naito or someone else from LIJ can even the odds up. And then we can have the LIJ, the inevitable LIJ Empire feud. I don't think Knight or an Osprey is it's a fresh match, so that'd be the way to go forward with that. So I can see Knight or Osprey, um, Evil Jay White, and then Ibushi, once we get to it, Ibushi Okada taking us through towards Dominion. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I'm satisfied after Night One that I've had my two great Wrestle Kingdom level matches. So it'd be nice to get another one to ride. Just take one match above four and a half stars tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure which one it's going to be. On paper, really, you'd say Hiromu against um, Ishimori. But it's going to be tough. Going to be very tough. But it's going to be interesting to see um, what they can do. Hopefully, the show delivers as much as night one. I'm not sure it will. But, hey, we still had night one. It was a great show. But we'll see. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll be doing the podcast tomorrow. Great transition, and yeah, maybe we'll do the podcast tomorrow and I'll be saying, wow, what a night, we got three, four and a half star matches, but I'm not quite that confident, but hey, so yeah, so that was it, that was night, all the talk from night one, it was a great night of wrestling, I really enjoyed it, that double main event will live long in the memory, two of the best matches from the pandemic era of wrestling, Um, we're about an hour away by the sounds of it, of Boris Johnson putting us in another lockdown I'm not going to state my opinion on that, but hey, looks like it's going to happen. Um, so yeah, so that's it. We'll be back tomorrow to review night two of Wrestle Kingdom. Um, so if you've not already subscribed to us on YouTube, just search WWE versus AEW. I think we're like fifth or sixth on the list on YouTube for that. Um, Twitter is at WWE versus AEW. Um, or if you want my own personal one, it is at Ball B Daniel. At Ball B Daniel Patreon supporters on Patreon. It's www.patreon.com forward slash neutral wrestling. Please give us a five star rating on Apple, um, the WWE versus AEW podcast. So yeah, that that's it. There are all the plugs. I'll be back tomorrow um, to talk night two of 
Wrestle Kingdom 15. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed the show.